Hey guys, welcome back to the Moms Talk Autism podcast. We are continuing on in our grief series, so stick with us today. Uh, We are talking all about anger. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, guys, welcome back. Ladies, all the ladies. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why you're growing. I, I, like, I just want to say this this episode is fitting for me to host because I'm probably the angriest person here. Jean is second in line to that. Um, and I mean, then it's, it's a daily then, competition and, and, between the and two of you. <laughs> Brittany and Shannon are just really calm and kind of like Switzerland. So yeah. um Back to the topic at hand, anger. You guys, let's talk all about it. This is the second stage in um, in the grief stages of grief, um, and I am definitely going to say that I this was probably the biggest stage for me, and this is the one that I continue to loop back around um, a, as yeah. things are changing with Jack and um, situations happen. So let me quickly, before we get started with y'all telling telling me all the things, um, I'm going to continue on like Shannon did, and I'm going to uh, read a little bit about the anger stage from the very well mind. Um, we will also put that in the show notes so you guys can go check it out. Okay, so here we go. Anger. It is common to experience anger after the loss of a loved one or, you know, our situation. We are trying to adjust to a new reality and we are likely experiencing extreme emotional discomfort. There is so much to process that anger may feel like it allows us an emotional outlet. Keep in mind that anger does not require us to be very vulnerable. Amen. However, it tends to be more socially acceptable than admitting we are scared. Amen again. Anger allows us to express emotion with less fear of judgment or rejection. Unfortunately, anger tends to be the first thing we feel when we start to release emotions related to loss. This can leave your this can leave you feeling isolated in your experience and perceived as unapproachable by others in moments when we could benefit from comfort, connection, and reassurance. Girls, Interesting. Interesting. ladies, what do you think about that? It's, uh, it is a common conundrum for me as well and mm-hmm. as a from a trauma res- response standpoint that is one of my immediate trauma responses um right i'm really aware of that when that starts to bubble up and sometimes i have to wait for that to kind of settle i can move through that a little faster now with that awareness to like then allow to create space to still express what I may have been angry about, but doing so um, 
just again with that higher level awareness, but from a diagnostic standpoint, like our children getting diagnosed and walking this path, I was not angry that Rory was diagnosed with autism. Um, mm-hmm. I was not, I th- what I was angry about and what I do think comes up a lot for me now still is when my, our challenges and obstacles aren't recognized. Um, and all of a sudden I immediately felt from, from a comparison standpoint, just very unseen by certain friends and family and understanding that. And that was a lot of anger that I was carrying around. There was a lot that turned into at times to my chagrin, anyone's chagrin is that just resentment to resentment. Yeah. Um, like, you know, no one, no, no one else in our family has to do these extra steps, take these extra measures as a parent. They didn't, they never had to walk this, they, you know, that, you know, it was a, it turned into a whole host of really messy, really angry gene that I needed to work through a lot. And it took- I'm, I'm only laughing because Jean is an eight, you guys. So this is a natural instinct for us, Benagram eights yeah, out there. And so that is not, it's not helpful that it is a natural And it's not instinct. always healthy. Yeah. It's not, it's not helpful. It's like, it's like working against us. That is our personality trait in addition to trauma response. And uh, right. so it is this really big thing I need that. And I think you share that same light of that we really have to be cognizant of when we're, um, when that is bubbling up for us. And like you said, you, it, you're finding yourself having to revisit it. And that, that happens a lot for me. And it's not, and like what we, we drew that distinction and, um, denial, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not linear, right? So it's like, Anger and, and denial and all of these emotions can all be happening simultaneously at the same time and almost at different right. volumes. And sometimes the anger volume or the knob is turned up, you know, 20 decibels <laughs> for right. me. And, and, um, and really it was the anger about the outside world, the, the, the initial denials that we were getting, realizing the denial of access to what my child needs, even though I had the diagnoses, like, why are there these additional layers? Why am I being told no when this should be, you got a diagnosis and now you have the access, you got the ticket, you got the way in. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's partially true, but it's not completely true. And there's a lot of, you are immediately bombarded with a whole new way of life. It's hard not to get angry about it. Um, it, It's really hard to not immediately get angry about it. Once you start having to take, take those steps, or at least that is what I discovered in Mm -hmm. myself. Um, 
Yeah. And, and, and just a little clarification, Jean, on that. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that know this, but like when we talk trauma response, um, you know, walking through the diagnosis process is, is trauma, you know? Um, I I mean, I, I feel like there's people that probably think, you know, trauma is getting in a horrible car accident or, you know, um, trauma can be so big or so small. And, and we sometimes go through the trauma response, you know, weekly or monthly with different situations with our kiddos. Um, so just, just to be, you know, a reminder to everybody that that is also something that happens, um, quite a bit, you know, and and reoccurring and Mm -hmm. yes. And then, and then it's our response to, you know, to that, to that trauma and, and how we, you know, like you said, walking back through, you know, getting denial or anger or bargaining or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, Jean, safe to say that, uh, you were angry, safe to say (laughs) that you still get angry sometimes, but now, now how many years later are we in our diagnosis? We're five plus years. Five plus. Okay. So, oh gosh, that was, I didn't realize Rory was, how old would he was? He'll be nine. Like three or? Yeah. No, he'll be nine in August. So we're, okay. It's right around the corner. Yeah. He got, he got diagnosed at four. So. Um, oh, at four. Okay. So, so yeah. three and a half speech delay. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Three okay. and a half speech. Sorry. Three speech delay, three and a half autism. Right. And then like four was when right. we finally started being, having, more accessibility to the things that we um, were trying to get, have accessibility to at right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was almost like a, there was a six month gap in yeah. trying to turn that over and make that all happen. So now when you walk through, when you walk through situations where you, you know, you still get angry, but now you are able to, um, I don't know. What's I, the word you want to use? I definitely have a different, uh, you become more seasoned and mm-hmm. you, you learn to poise yourself mm-hmm. and posture yourself a, word. <laughs> a little, a, a little differently. I need to learn that word better. And, and poise. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I, don't, I don't think I have. Not like the lady pads. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you, you also, it's also about, I think also in the very beginning, you don't realize again that you think you're on this sprint, but you're on a marathon. So you're basically marathons. Yeah. You, you know, me, like little scrappy do is like, you know, taking every battle on. Right. Well, now it's about sizing up and doing a cost benefit analysis and be like, is this worth the fight that I'm about to put in? And is being mad about this going to matter, you know, Five minutes in, from now, yeah. five months from now, in the long run. Yeah. all of those things. But you don't have those internal mechanisms in place yet until you actually walk through that initially. You're not going to know. But it's important to identify that, to have that postmortem and reflect back of whether you're walking through it right now 
as a newly diagnosed parent, or you haven't, or you are, you know, it's been like us where it's been already substantial amount of years and you need to go back and look and reflect to say, okay, you know, what could I have done differently? It's not about having regret. I don't have a single regret because obviously yeah, every, everything teaches us and we, and it, we grow right. and we learn from right. it. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it all shaped me, you know, it's mm-hmm. also, and I can hold space for anyone else that may be having Is going through that the yeah. exact same reactions be just in yeah. that constant kind of like reactive mode. But that's also what trauma does too. It's almost, it makes us more reactive. You know, mm-hmm. you are more susceptible to being reactive because of that, because your thresholds and your bandwidths are, are just not there. They're being broken down and there needs to be time for, for healing and, and living the lives that we live and being responsive to our children the way that we need to be or the way that it's required of us, you know, there's not much time for that. And I remember Rory at four years old, like as someone wrote on a review for that we read today, I do, I, it, what four was like, Oh buddy, that was a tough mm-hmm. year. And, um, mm-hmm. and with, with autism for, for us, um, with Rory, it was like, he wasn't, there was no terrible twos. He was a wonderful two-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, yeah. I mean, it started to get a little scrappy, so- but. I do want to come back to that. I have a question about that for all of you ladies, but since we're talking about seasoned, seasoned people, <laughs> Brittany being the most seasoned, <laughs> Brittany, can you please weigh in on this? Because you- She's a cast iron um, skillet. She's a cast iron I just think food immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the seasonings. Uh, the things we go to for comfort. It's fine. We yes. have all of our comfort. I like alcohol and- <laughs> Other things. I like, I like <laughs> lemon pepper and garlic. I like dessert. Apparently. I like. I ate a half <laughs> tub of Ben and Jerry's last night. It's fine. Only um, half. Well, I ate the other half. Oh, that's right. Shannon likes to eat. There, Shannon's like they're just. Is that a pint? It's is a, that a pint. pint. That's a yeah. serving. They're just dude. pints. <laughs> Doug how many slam one of those? How many servings does it say that it has in it though? It, or are you saying it's only one serving? So are you telling me you only eat two Oreos at a time? Is that what you're telling me? Because <laughs> I guess only Oreos de- I guess it depends. Well, okay. No, I don't only eat two of anything <laughs> I have taken ever, an but... extension from Oreos. My kids love them so much. I can't even like look. I hate even smelling them. That's terrible. I know. Uh, you've OD'd. <laughs> I'll yeah, smell them for you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back to anyways. Cast iron skillet. Here we go. Yes, here we go. Um. Oh, do you have a specific question, or do you just well? Want me to so talk just about my so anger? just yeah, not just talk about your anger, but because because you again you have two children. They are that are on both um, neuro diverse and they are on um, they are you know a gap of years between them. Yes, Austin being your oldest, who is. He's 15. 15. Mm-hmm. So you are the most seasoned and how, you know, you've gone through many a years now of right of that. What does it look like and feel like <sighs> then? And, and, you know, how have you learned to roll with it now? Right. And, and so, again, sorry, really quickly. And again, yes, just go ahead. B- the difference between, you know, the two kiddos. Right. Right. Okay. Lots of layers. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So no, no, no. It's good. It's good. I'm 
I'm quickly organizing my thoughts. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with Austin, when he was newly diagnosed, it was very much like many of you who are probably listening. um, You are just trying to learn the terms. You're trying to understand what autism exactly is. You're trying to figure out who you're supposed to call and what you're supposed to do and what doctor said this and what doctor said that. And it's just like this scramble of information and um, it's very overwhelming. And so in my case, which is very different from Jean's, I did receive services almost immediately mm-hmm. once we started making those phone calls and meeting with those doctors to the point where um, we could not fit everything in a reasonable amount of time. Like I was saying no to things or trying to choose the best options because I had so many. Now, that is a wonderful problem to have. I am not complaining about it. But um, so I didn't I I didn't get angry. I I wasn't angry at my insurance company or my doctor or anybody because I had resources. Right. Um, So um, there was I didn't have any like system or group that I was fighting against at the beginning. What happened for me is it turned more inward Mm -hmm. and I got more. I, I'm I'm an Enneagram one, so I'm very much about justice and fairness and everyone getting like equal amounts of everything and like ni- nice, neat little rows and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I was like, wh- I, I got angry with with God in a way or or the universe or like fate or whatever you want to call it. I believe in God, but but, um, you know, like this situation, like what did I do to deserve this? You yeah. know? And it turned more that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read a little something from uh, grief.com, the five stages of grief. It says, anger is a necessary stage of the healing process. Be willing to feel your anger, even though it may seem endless. The more you truly feel it, feel it, the more it will begin to dissipate and the more you will heal. There mm-hmm. are many other emotions under the anger and you will get to them in time. But anger is the emotion we are most used to managing. The truth is that anger has no limits. It can extend not only to your friends, the doctors, your family, yourself, the loved one who's been diagnosed, but also to God. You may ask, Mm -hmm. where is God in this? Underneath anger is pain, your pain. It is natural to feel deserted and abandoned, but we live in a society that fears anger. Anger is strength and it can be an anchor, giving temporary structure to the nothingness of loss. I very much. Yes. Agree with that. Me too. Um, At first, grief feels like being lost at sea, no connection to anything. Then you get angry at someone or something. Um, It maybe it's somebody who didn't help you right away. Like Jean was saying, like, you know, the doctors or or family members or somebody, maybe it's somebody who did help you. (laughs) Um, But um, suddenly you have a structure your anger towards them. The anger becomes a bridge over the open sea, a connection from you to them. It is something to hold on to, and a connection made from the strength of anger feels better than nothing. We usually know more about suppressing anger than feeling it. The anger is just another indication of the intensity of your love. Mm -hmm. I really really, I really feel like you just put me and Tasha on a pedestal. I was like, first I was like, lock us away in the rage room. (laughs) Uh, Lock Um, us away. (laughs) 
but but it brought it around. It's true. It's it's a manifestation of the intensity of your love, right? And I like that. It, it is, yeah. And 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 um, I definitely think we that amount that we feel, you know, is because of that vast amount of 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 loss that we've you know endured. Right. Um, and 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 again, just a reminder to everybody: all of these stages are natural. They are necessary. You know, not everybody's going to go through them totally or at the same time or in a, you know, in the perfect pattern or whatever it might be. So, um, you know, just, just know that and, and you will continue to go through much like we talked about in the beginning, you will continue to go through, um, these different stages with, with, you know, our child's, our, our children changing in age and, um, situations and, all of the things. So yeah. Continue on, Brittany. Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree. So for me, it was more inward. Yes. Angry with myself, angry with God, angry with, angry with the situation, not even like anyone just like, what the hell? Like, why, what did this, why did this happen to me? Like, I can't, I don't even have words to describe it. No, but, um, but yeah, and it, for me, it was fairly short lived, um, for that moment, that first initial time. Um, I, each stage is very different and the denial and the anger phases were very just a drop in the bucket compared to Mm -hmm. some of the other stages for me. Um, now I continually go back to anger. Anger is not over. Um, we've been doing this for, you know, a let, what is it? He's 15. So 13 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, it is continually revisited. I do not tend to get angry with others. I, um, I probably am to the point where I am, uh, I give people the benefit of the doubt, maybe a little bit too much, um, because I mean, that's a whole therapy session with Brittany. We'll worry about that later, but, uh, but, uh, it's just like, we need to start that by the way. Yeah, we do. Uh, we but, are not doctors, but, though. Just so everybody knows. No, this is we all not, just opinions. Not everybody, this is all of our own. Yes, all, our own words, experiences, no, no professional and, and stuff here. None. But yeah, but it's it's like I if someone says something rude or says something inappropriate, I'm very. Uh, I will give people the benefit of the doubt almost to a fault. I do not get angry with them. But if you are very direct or come out swinging at me or my child, it is like this, uh, it's like shaking up a bottle of soda. I will erupt and mama bear comes out, claws out. And I will, it's it's like, it's all suppressed in there. Right. And it just Uh goes like, there's no, like, I really want to see this. I have not seen it. I've never seen rage. I've never seen rage. You don't want to see raging Brittany. (laughs) It's not good. I am not a good person. No one is, but like, (laughs) Oh no, we are not our best selves. I want to see ragey Brittany. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to tell you what does it because then you guys are going to try to get me like that. Yeah. So, um, because but, we're evil like that. Totally. <laughs> but what happens is like, I've had a couple of incidences in particular that come to mind where someone has been extremely rude or, um, not understanding about something yeah. with my child in public. Um, it's a, a stranger and they have, uh, they, they verbally attacked me. And, um, I will verbally attack back and I, I not only will meet you pound for pound, I will take you down. Like I will keep going. Like I can't, like once it gets going, I can't stop. And so, um, 
I kind of ripped this lady up and down and, uh, and it's just, I walked away and I still think about it now. It's been years, but I still think about it now, how I just let her have anything that was suppressed inside, any anger I was feeling towards anybody else. She got all of it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not the best way to go. And, um, no, so I'm very but, careful you know, with it. Sometimes it's appropriate. <laughs> you would say that. But no, <laughs> no. Sorry but, about but, your luck, lady. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I really tend to try to look at these situations as more as like an education thing, because now she has this experience of this special needs mom yes. yelling back at her. And that's in front of her children, too. <laughs> like, it's just not great for anyone. So. So I tend to try to go towards education and trying to be very, very understanding. And it, it does, like I said, it has not happened very often, but when it does, no one is learning or growing when, when you reach that point of rage. Yeah. I guess rage is different than anger. Like anger can be a useful tool. It's in the same world. They kind of go hand in hand. Okay. I don't have enough experience. Maybe right, you're just not right. as in touch with your rage as I was Tosh just and I say, are. I'm not in touch with most of my feelings, you guys. <laughs> Brittany, just she was lucky you she didn't have you didn't have your little pit bull Natasha with you because yeah, you would have been the words, just... I would have been the fisticuffs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean if her kids weren't with her. No. Right. <laughs> We're not aggressive people like that. We're you just guys, we're just we like to bring the <laughs> we're we like verbally to bring the, the, we can be verbally aggressive, light joking on a heavy matter. Yes. No, we yes. are, I am. I am not a physical person. I am a lover of Jesus and all things calm. Yeah, Jean's yeah. like shaking her head. She's like, "You're such a liar." <laughs> She's not though. She's not. It's her plants. Her I plants. am a lover of Jesus. I am. Yeah. A- <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not the rest of what no, I said. No, right. No, no. Um, I will. Shannon, I wanted to like. Hold on. I wanted to say one thing before Shannon goes in and she gives everybody her flowery anger that we're about to get. Um, <laughs> uh, is that it? it is also, it is so hard for us, especially in those moments, like Brittany had described, to mm-hmm. maintain, we're Composure. self-regulating mm-hmm. for our child and the situation. Constant. Mm-hmm. And then now we got yeah. a bystander with their two cents yes. or, or somebody else's opinion. And you know what? It's not productive. It's not helpful right now. Um, but it happens. And, and it happens. And there, it is sometimes they need to, to mm-hmm. see that. I, I've had mm-hmm. those moments too. I still remember my famous incident at Dell Diamond. Um, uh, baseball field, which is the minor league field here in Austin, Texas, it's, which is now, by the way, a culture city venue. Um, uh, so they're very, yeah, sponsored by culture city. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, inclusive. they have, they have the inclusive culture and the awareness now, which yeah. I wish it was there that year that I was experiencing what I experienced. It wasn't Tell there. us the story then. <laughs> Man, that lady. Oh, God, I was so mad. Rory was having a really hard time. He was really, he got, the, there was so much going on 
right? And when that happens and there's that much stimuli, the, the channel of reception for him just shuts down. And when he's perseverated on something and he's decided like, this is what I want, there's no, we can't rationalize with him. And we were, we were just physically having to, you know, run in front of him to stop him, to prevent him. Like we were doing all of that. He got so frustrated at one point I had leaned down and I'm talking to him and he smacked me across the face. He was like five or six. And this lady was like, (gasps) and she's like, I can't believe I've, and and I was maintaining how calm I was because I was showing Rory I was not reacting to him because I didn't want to reinforce the behavior. Yeah, that's the worst thing you can do is react in that situation. Right? I have to, I'm trying to de-escalate him. I just literally when and that is something that you learn, especially if your child goes through ABA, is you learn that you can't can't react when they're doing their that non-preferred behavior. You know, mm-hmm. like you have to like completely remain stoic in the situation. Well, while Rory is literally in distress and mouthing down and I hear her run in her mouth and there is a security guard right there and he's not helping me. He was no help to me either. And I turned around and I said, my child is autistic and he also is severely speech delayed and he cannot understand why he is not allowed to have access to this particular area. And I, well, I just, I've never seen uh, that age child just be allowed to hit their mother like that. And I said, he's not allowed. He doesn't have the words to express. Mm-hmm. And he's completely overstimulated right now. And instead of apologizing to me, she continued to say a lot of nasty things and I continued to educate her and I can, then walked myself back in a, and in I, an assertive way in an assertive way. <laughs> and I handed my child to my son and I said, I'm, I'm done to your husband. I, and I was like, it's your turn. I was like, I almost just got, you know, you know, an altercation, a, like real altercation with this lady who was sitting here. And then she started talking to me about me to other parents and people around her right in front of my face. And I was like, you, I just sat here and told you, and, and it's because Rory didn't look autistic, you know? And I'm like, this it is so rude what you were doing. This is the problem in the world. And that's why I'm so happy now that there is that culture city there mm-hmm. now. Cause my, I now walk, go walking into that experience, but that is a bait. There's going to be a baseline understanding there from a staff's point of view that would also mm-hmm. be able to help where and circumvent that situation because again there were security guards standing right there and he did not do anything to get this lady to calm down and to yeah. stop antagonizing me well and and again you guys this is you know um obviously the more seasoned you become um and and you yeah. encounter these situations on you know a semi-regular basis, you learn the tools to to calm yourself. Even us crazy eights out there <laughs> who are assertive and aggressive and scrappy, um, but you know, you 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 are going to have moments of of whatever you want to call it. 
You're going to have that moment and you can mm-hmm. use in, a, in, a, in a, inappropriate, you know, reaction or whatever. Yeah. And and again, you know, sometimes it's it is inappropriate, but sometimes it's also maybe possibly appropriate for them, you know, meaning the other person to understand um, you know, that people are walking very different lives um that that include a lot of challenges uh and and they need to get educated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One time I did have a bad Shannon. where I did yell at people in public <laughs> to stop staring. Please stop staring. Okay, Shanny Shan Shan. We want to hear all the things. What do you what do you have to tell us about your anger? <laughs> I was just hearing what, I was what did Jean call you though? A delicate you. a flower. Eight. You're a delicate my oh, flowery, flowery anger. anger. My yes. flowery anger. Give us that flowery anger. Well, I think the, <laughs> the thing is, like, it takes a lot to get me angry. So then, like, when I am angry, I'm like Brian. Yeah. real mad. Yeah, I, for, I'm right there with you. For yeah. lack of, mm-hmm. yeah, f- for lack of being able to say what I want to say without us Make this explicit. market as explicit. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't think our listeners have any idea how hard it is for me yeah. not to use It would be much easier if we could just episode. be explicit. I would tell you I, that. But then people probably wouldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for me, when it comes to the whole, like, diagnosis mm-hmm. phase, I didn't have anger. I was way too in my feelings of all my other feelings than I was angry. I think anger for me has shown up later in the life. And I think, I think a lot of people can relate to like Gracie was diagnosed at two. So like, it was very easy for people to be like, oh, she's a quirky, cute little two-year-old. Right. But like when you're six and seven-year-old are doing things that, you know, three-year-olds do, it becomes a lot harder to, yes, you know, they're not just being right. cute and quirky anymore, right? So, like, I think that is when anger comes in to me, um, is when people look at Gracie differently because she's doing things that aren't, quote, typical. Um, or, you know, if I can be totally honest, we go through seasons. There's that, you know, we go through phases and seasons, and some of them are a lot harder. And sometimes I will have mm-hmm. anger about yes. that. Um, it's not supposed to be yeah. this hard, and I will be angry about it. Um, and it's kind of like I told Jay the other day, I know it's not supposed to be this hard because I've parented a neurotypical child before. <laughs> and that's not to say, you know, that parenting itself isn't hard. It's just a whole other level of hard. Um, and that is where I notice my anger coming in. And, um, luckily it's mm-hmm. usually short lived. Uh, I've done a lot of work on my mindset and the way that I think about things. And I tend to be pretty self-aware. So, for the most part, I can realize when I'm getting that way and I can, you know, use different tricks or strategies to sort of pull myself back out of that. Um, but that's really kind of where I see anger showing up for myself. I haven't had a lot of run-ins with people where I have had to say things to Gracie or I'm sorry, to them about Gracie. Um, you know, I, I, posted on social media last week, we had a family evening where we decided to take Gracie out to eat and we took her to Texas Roadhouse and Gracie hasn't been in a restaurant in a significant period of time, mostly COVID and masks Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, just all the crap that goes along with, you know, going anywhere. Um, And in our eyes, Gracie did an amazing job at dinner. She was 
happy and she stayed quiet and we brought her stuff to keep her busy. But there were two tables who kept looking over and um, Gracie was standing up at one point in the booth and was looking around and she wasn't bothering anyone. She wasn't like hanging over the booth. She wasn't being loud. Um, The restaurant was loud and standing up was kind of her way of like Mm -hmm. grounding herself and being able to see her surroundings and take in kind of what's happening. And the other tables and the looks on their faces were really, it was like, I can't believe you're letting her stand in the booth. Like it was very, you could tell it was very judgy. And, um, it was interesting because five years into this journey, that -hmm. doesn't really bother me because they can go kick rocks Mm -hmm. again for lack of (laughs) the words I want to use. But where my anger shows up in something like that is if we were a family who was not five years into this diagnosis, who couldn't handle that, that very well could have been something that kept me from dining out again for a significant period of time. And so that is where I feel anger is for the Shannon of five years ago, if that had happened to her, I could see that forcing me home until I felt strong enough to try to go back out again. Um, So, you know, those are, those are the different ways that anger sort of affects me. And I think it has gotten, and I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to discourage anyone who's like at the beginning of their diagnosis by any means, but I do feel like it's gotten harder as Gracie's gotten older, Um, Mm -hmm. new challenges. Um, And so I'm seeing anger in myself more because it was much easier to manage an autistic two-year-old than it is to manage sometimes a behavior gap is so much bigger bigger yeah Mm -hmm. the behavior cap is and the children are bigger yeah Yeah. (laughs) right right and so i can definitely relate to gene when you were like saying that you had to physically corral rory in that situation at the baseball game you know it's like i have been in that position myself um and I just, I did, I, I made a post on social media and it was all about before you judge, here are all of the things that you mm-hmm. are not considering. And it was breaking down mm-hmm. all the different yep. things. Um, because I think people are so quick to judge a situation and they have no, and part of that was just because she doesn't look autistic mm-hmm. doesn't mean she isn't, right? Um, and people are so quick to judge and things like that get me very angry. I don't ever remember being angry about the diagnosis. Um, it's not to say I wasn't. I just, I don't remember being yeah. angry. Yeah. When you look it. back, that's not what stands out to you. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. Not yeah, at I all. Agree. So Same for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will, um, I will say I, I was much like Brittany, um, I feel like I sound like a man right now. <laughs> you don't. You're fine. <clears throat> um, but I, I definitely, you know, again, just a reminder to everybody that that losing Jack's twin brother was hard for us. You know that that was my mm-hmm. that was my first point of, um, uh, you know, it wasn't the first time I've walked through trauma, but it was the first part of trauma that directly, um affected me and, and cause of my love for, you know, like I I've lost family members. I don't know how I'm trying to explain this. I've lost family members and, and, you know, had to deal with grief in that way, but this was different. You know, this is part of, part of me, you know, he was part of me. So, and, and part of Jack and the knowledge and the understanding of having a twin and, and what that relationship feels like. Um, so 
you know, I was very angry with God. Why, what did I do to deserve this? You know, what, why, why me? You know, there's so many people that walk through the same situation and both of their twins live. Um, you know, so when it came to Jack's diagnosis, um, even though I was completely, there was no denial. Like I knew I was the one that was like, this is something. And I, and it feels like it possibly could be, you know, autism. Um, the anger set in again very quickly for me. And and I was angry with God. Like, was it not enough that I lost his twin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now you yeah. are giving him this life that is going to be hard. Um, so I I was and it was an internal thing, much like you said, Brittany. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't lashing out on other people. Um, the anger comes constantly, I would say, and I don't want to say constantly, but it, it, it comes it's often. It's yeah. it's reoccurring. Um, you know, but again, much like the rest of the ladies, I've learned over the last almost five years how to, you know, how to handle it in a more healthy poised (laughs) poised poised way well it it Um, just it's just like anything right there's that word again as you are are confronted with certain experiences or certain scenarios you're going to learn how to handle them in a more mature way or in a in a more educational or or helpful way where it's yeah you're actually gaining something from the experience instead of just reacting right 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 it's and, okay and, to be and angry it's, and, and it, yeah it's learning your own self too right like this isn't just um yeah we're we're walking through our child's diagnosis with them this is learning who we are as a person as as parents um and and learning and unlearning and and changing you know, our own behaviors, right? Um, yeah. Why do you, I mean, do you girls agree with that? Do you, is there stuff Absolutely. that you, you know, um, and, and I will say I've had to grow a lot as an adult <laughs> with Jack's diagnosis. I've had, I, yeah. I am admittedly an aggressive, angry human being. <laughs> it has been that way for a very long time. And, and, and Jack has taught me how to be a better human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Sorry, I did not mean to cut you I off, Britt. But that. no, um, no, that's fine. I I completely agree with your sentiment. I I am a very very different person now than I would be without this autism life that same. we've had. Yeah, and that's not saying that Austin and Ruby have autism so I can be a better person. That's not like that's right. I don't that's want right. That is know. not the message. Not that, that is, is not the message false. that is being sent or <laughs> delivered or where it's no. landing. Yeah, they're not being. They've not been given this so I can learn a lesson or something. Right. That's that's right. absolutely not true. No. But yeah, but it if this is what we are going to go through for whatever reason, I don't know what all the reasons are. You know, mm-hmm. maybe someday I will understand that. But but I'm going to take the cards I've been dealt. And I'm going to try to make the best of it for me and for my family Mm -hmm. and um, learning how to handle my emotions and my reactions to others and my interactions with the world around me Mm -hmm. in a world where it's not perfect and they don't necessarily understand our kids all the time. That's part of my my growth and my learning experience yeah. and, 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 and hand in hand with mm-hmm. our advocacy and our, you know, yes, educating, um, exactly. 
you know, and, the world. It is going to get better. And we're that's one of the reasons I'm, why we're literally talking to you guys right now is yes. to educate and to make not only our experiences better, but yours and everyone I around will say you. that these, like that, that right there, why we're doing this, <laughs> that whole thing. She's pointing into her fingers point, if everybody Yeah, can you see me? I'm talking with my hands. Um, is... is that is the cave that's the caveat to all of this for us. Yeah. I think yes. the biggest one of the ways I've postured myself and found poise and stoicism with managing my anger about all of the things around this has been finding the right outlets in order for me to in a healthy way process my anger mm-hmm. essentially process that mm-hmm. part. Yes. So that this is that because even just recently, and I mean, in the boardroom, I had to deal with this very thing, which is trying to make people understand that we're losing a whole generation of advocacy for disabled bodies and our children are disabled. Mm -hmm. And me, when I learned that other people in our family had other neurodivergence and even autism, that and and it was quieted and closeted, basically, I can't deny that that angered me because I felt like it was a disservice to the world. And that is why we have this mm-hmm. platform. This platform serves as that. And for me, as a huge piece of what I need to do on a weekly basis with all of y'all to process <laughs> all of this. It's yeah. so much. So so mm-hmm. I will ask that kind of goes hand in hand with something else I wanted to ask you ladies was, um, have any of you done any kind of, and, and this is not to say to our audience, so you guys know, like we're saying, go out and get therapy, but, but what have you done to manage, um, whether it's your own self- regulation and, and education, um, or have you done therapy for, um, walking through the diagnosis process? Um, what are some healthy ways you've, you've learned to, to kind of, um, deal with this and then to, um, handle it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've done talk therapy. Mm -hmm. I've, um, I've met with, uh, ecclesiastical leaders, church leaders to talk mm-hmm. to at the beginning when I was angry with God and, and felt like I received some, some counsel and some help there. Yeah. Um, I've turned inward. I've, you know, prayer is, is something that can be very powerful for, for some people. Meditation. Um, I have, uh, sought out professionals through podcasting or books or, you know, uh, other audiobooks and things like that and have um, found a lot of insights and help that way. I've attended seminars um, and classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is, we're talking years, guys. I didn't do all this like last week, right. like, you know, like remember Brittany's mm-hmm. yeah, like, 13, keep, keep, 13 keep years in mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't try to do all these things at once. But, um, and, and I, I think the biggest thing I've done is I've as there's two things. The first thing would be having a a really 
great and open and honest relationship with my my partner, my spouse, and being able to process and vent and have access that we can share our thoughts and feelings about that, a a sounding board, right? Where Mm -hmm. there's no judgment and um and we can we can really lean on each other when we need to. And I think I I use you gal you lovely ladies in that same (laughs) sense. Um uh but uh also just um pacing myself and and being open for those moments keeping my eyes open keeping my heart open keeping my my ears open for when these little insights these little nuggets i don't know what you would call them where something really resonates with you whether it's a quote i read or um i i hear something from a doctor and you know i just i I found a quote just yesterday about grief that I just thought, thought was so lovely and it has to deal with like when someone actually dies, but it's, and, and then you save it, you know, whether that's in a journal or you take pictures or whatever it is. And, and you can look back on those things and it can really help you when you're, you're struggling. So yeah. just keeping yeah. an open heart and open mind as much as you possibly can. Yeah. I love it. Shani, Shan, Shan. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, I think for me, I am huge on personal development, huge. And I think I got extremely lucky that with the wellness coaching business that I started before Gracie, the company that I partnered with always preached Mm -hmm. personal development. And I'm so thankful to that because it is something I only started because it was part of my business structure. And I am incredibly thankful for that because not only did I start really diving into personal development before I had Gracie, I've continued since I've had Gracie. And it has really helped me change a lot of patterns in my way of thinking that were things that were not serving me before all of this. So I kind of got a head start in that. Um, And it has really taught me about the way that I react to things and It has taught me a lot about there are a lot of circumstances in my life that I am not ever going to be able to avoid, but I have the choice in how I react to certain circumstances. And that has been very, very helpful Mm -hmm. for me in this. Um, I have done therapy before. I have not done therapy since Gracie's been diagnosed. Um, So that has not been something that I've used um, during the diagnosis and since then other than maybe utilizing some tools that I had gained through therapy prior to Gracie. Um, Having you girls as a sounding board, obviously very huge. Um, I really don't, I don't know. I just, I have whittled down my entourage. I have whittled down the people that Mm -hmm. I spend time with. I, don't spend a lot of time with people who don't understand my life or are not willing to understand my life because I don't have yeah. time for it. Can I just say when you say that yeah, word whittle, um, I think of you as an old man on a porch making like a wood piece whittling <laughs> down a little wood statue. Making myself a cane. I'm sorry. I just I had this cane to walk. We've got a lot of words today because... that are throwing me off here. <laughs> oh my God. But yet you use poison. I'm, try- I'm, so, I'm, I'm mean, going that. to that's We're my fancy new, like that. It's fine. Even Mantra. the formation of the letters of the word fancy, even brings fancy. the posture. It does. Poise. Poise. 
I thought you Widow meant whittle me, that for shrink. Always <laughs> makes me sit up taller. <laughs> and shrink makes me think of other things. So we're just going to stop right there. Jean, what do you have to say? <laughs> okay. So I, uh, Thank you, I, Shannon. I, so experienced a huge loss in my life prior to my, to, to, you know, becoming a parent, parenting Rory and McKenna, um, and, and losing my sister. Um, and during that time period, I did a lot of intense therapy, um, and acupuncture and we did family therapy and we did all of these things. And then once, uh, Rory got diagnosed, um, and he had started equine therapy about a year or so later, I had also started it. Um, and I am about to actually start, um, equine assisted psychotherapy, um, here soon. Um, it hasn't binding talk therapy here in Texas is, uh, there is a major mental health crisis, not just across Mm -hmm. the U S but specifically in our state and there's not enough Mm -hmm. resources. Right. So we're, we're dealing with that. Um, the being round and being with, I mean, equine facilitated, uh, portion of it is, it is very grounding for me. Um, I also like Shannon have done an enormous amount of personal development. I continue to do that. I am a, a thirsty learner. And one of the other things I did and being so thirsty at, especially in the very beginning, I was watching everything, you know, watching movies like Temple about the true story about Dr. Temple Grandin, um, watching the A word, watching a typical, uh, watching the documentary swim team, watching the documentary and reading the book, the horse boy, all of these things helped me, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. I mean, now I've met you guys and it's kind of like, you've complete me. Mm -hmm. Um, and -hmm. it really has given that, that avenue that I needed. Now, what I also did too, is I I did have a mentor. Um, that didn't happen right away, but it happened earlier enough on that. It was definitely very instrumental to me, um, within the very beginnings. And it is a, it's a lifelong friendship and relationship that I now have. Um, but now we're also busy with where our kids' lives are. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't talk nearly as much as, as we used to, which almost sometimes like with y'all was, was daily. Um, so are those types of things I, I needed a, I needed a multifaceted type of approach. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I still need that on a daily basis. And I am medicated, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that also helps now. I mean, I wasn't right away, clearly, um, and when I first heard a parent, a parent that was much more seasoned than I with an adult child on the spectrum, you know, talk very cavalierly about at times when she's needed to increase her meds and I wasn't yet on them. I was like, okay, is, is that a thing? That's a thing. And now I write and I'm like, yep, that is, that is a, that's a thing. That's a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just you only have so much capacity and, um, yeah. yeah, you know, we might, you may have to utilize other tools to manage ourselves yeah. here on this marathon. 
That is amen. Amen on that. Um, you guys, we will definitely share some stuff in the show notes, um, some different websites on the stages of grief, but also, um, you know, some different ideas of, of therapies, that kind of thing, um, that you can do. Um, again, grief is not linear. So, you know, when you find yourself revisiting these stages, it is completely normal. That is what we are here, um, to share and to normalize, you know, this, this situation. Um, thank you ladies for all of your input and insight and, uh, words of whatever, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, Whatever. <laughs> that is Natasha and her ADHD at its finest, <laughs> whatever we're talking about. Um, no. So you guys, please don't forget to um, follow us on um, our Instagram page at Moms Talk Autism because we share a lot more over there on just everything. And then if you are not following us on whatever podcast player you listen on, you need to do that. And you probably should give us a five-star review because that helps other people that good. find us. Oh, yes. Because it helps other people. And we're also that, that good. <laughs> and, and we just like to hear how awesome we are a little bit. Just like maybe a little. We are no. only awesome because you guys are awesome. Okay. Um, yes, okay. So uh, stick with us because next we will be talking about the... Depression. Bargaining. Bargaining stage. Depression. I it's depression. <laughs> I always forget depression. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. We're liars. We're, we we're whatever. We don't just even know. show up next yeah. week and, and we will have another stage of grief for you, okay? <laughs> Not sure which one we're on. <laughs> Tosh, do we want to do okay. peak of the week really quick? No, we don't because we did not do it on Shannon. So we're just going to oh. not do it on this series. Oh. Okay. And we are going to do it on our other episodes. But don't worry, you guys. Peak of the week okay. is still a thing. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're still, and on that we're note, peaking. we will see yeah. you all next week. Love you. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>